Kamusta Katanoomers? Welcome to Tanum Tuesdays, a podcast where we talk to folks around the Philippines about their gardens, farms, food forests, and anything and everything about Tanum, which means plants. Here are your Katanoomers in this podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Chinkin. I'm Marcel. And I'm Albert. And now, on with the show. Hello, Katanoomers, and welcome to another episode of Tanum Tuesdays. If you're new to Tanum Tuesdays, we're so glad to have you here. And if you've listened to our previous episodes, thanks so much for coming back. I hope you're staying healthy and taking it easy during these times. In this episode, I talked to Gian Nilo and Ura Sevilla, who are practitioners of hydroponics. It's a form of gardening that uses no soil but instead grows plants in a solution of water and nutrients. If you're a member of some Facebook groups on gardening and planting, you might have seen this before. I myself have been curious about how hydroponics work, as I live in Manila in a rental apartment with not a lot of space to set up a garden. Gian is an entrepreneur who started with a small herb garden at home, and later stumbled upon a business idea for fellow plant parents. Ura, on the other hand, is an NGO worker whose advocacy includes providing a universal social pension for senior citizens. Ura reached out to G a few years ago to learn about hydroponics, and with Ura growing her own food and her own plants and having more experience, Together now, they've been doing workshops on the basic methods of hydroponics. So let's get to it. Here's my interview with Gian and Nora. Enjoy! I'm a trader, so medyo marami akong oras. So yung sister ko would always request me for fresh herbs and fresh uh, veggies. Because we used to live in Green Hills, so tatalon ka lang, lalakad ka o tatakbo ka na sa Unimart ka na. So ako yung inuutusan niya kasi work from home siya, so kuyat siya. So pag morning, I have to run going to the supermarket to buy. Ganyan. Ang kaso, madalas wala kang mabibili. Okay, meron kang salad greens, yes. Pero yung mga herbs, hindi laging meron eh. At saka kung meron man, ang madalas mo lang makikita, basil lang, o kaya rosemary lang, o kaya peppermint. The rest of the herbs, you will need to buy them dried na. So parang yung sister ko, minsan nakasimakot, wala kang nabili, ganyan. O kaya tapos yung nailagay nyo sa ref, sirana din, so you need really to buy a new one. So parang, Sabi ko, bakit ba tayo bili kasi ng bilib? Marunong naman tayo magtanim. Kasi kahit pa paano, uh, growing up, medyo marunong kami magtanim. So, sa Binhills, meron silang, yung nagbebenta ng soil, nakasoil na plants, uh, malapit sa may church, ay sa may chapel banda. So, sabi ko, why don't we just plant here? And we have a veranda naman. So, ngayon, nakabili kami. So, pungtawa kami kasi meron kami herbs, so we get to do our pesto, our salads, ganyan. Tapos, ang problema, we are smoking kasi, so nakukulukan siya ng upos ng sigarilyo. So, hindi siya maganda. Sabi, sabi ng sister ko, pwede mo lang isabit. Sabi niya, okay, sabi ko, uh, I found the mesh, pero parang ang pangit naman tignan na yung bakal lang. Sasabit mo siya sa wall, tapos hangin plants, di ba? Sabi ko, wala ba medyo artistic naman? Pwede, can we put like a... 
frame ulit. So kami yung nagpauso ng wooden frame sa side nung uh, mesh. So we did that. Tapos sobrang proud na proud kami. Sabi ko, ang ganda-ganda. So we took a picture of it. Posted it on Facebook kasi ito usual, di ba? Mag-cut ka ng herbs mo, tapos nandun yung picture ng ano mo. And a lot of people started asking where we got the frame. So parang sabi ko, talaga, ganun pala karami. Hindi lang pala kami yung may gusto ng herbs sa loob ng bahay. Or sa, sa bahay, ganyan. So, it was an accidental business. So, from being in Green Hills, uh, we had to go to Quezon City for bigger space because just a couple of months lang, we already have huge orders. So, kailangan na namin ng space for plant growing and for the, the uh, wooden thing. So, uh, we were able to move here in Quezon Tapos, silang tuloy-tuloy lang. By the end of 2016, bro, we have um, maybe around 4,000 yung na-deliver namin na frames. So by 2017, early 2017, dahil nakalagay dun yung number namin sa mga frames, a lot of people were asking us how to take care of the plants. Kahit nabitigyan na namin sila ng instructions na naka-attach. Okay? So may mga paper instructions yan. yan. Unfortunately, not everyone can grow their plants. Okay? So lala pag-soil. Yung iba ma-overwater. Yung iba hindi talaga na-water. Tapos sasabihin nila sa'yo na-water talaga. In a way, frustrated yung mga naging kliyente namin. Kami rin mismo na frustrated because we don't wanna sell, we don't really wanna sell them just anything. The plants for the sake of profits. We wanted them to have the same feeling that we had. Na ang saya-saya namin na we have your own herbs in mismo ng bahay, di ba? So, sabi ko sa sister ko, let's stop. So, I don't want this to continue na ganyan naman. So, let's find other ways of growth na madali for everyone, kahit na yung walang experience. Kasi tayo, madaya tayo, marunong na tayo magtanim. Eh, paano naman yung mga? So, 2017, we stumbled upon hydroponics. And hindi na ako masyadong bumalik sa soil after that. So, I, I researched, um, interviewed a lot of different growers and farmers, ganyan, how do they do it, and naging family friends na namin sila, ganyan. And so far, it's been, uh, it's been great. It's, it's been, ano, um, it's been nice growing and a high performance. So, Ura, can you tell us how you got into farming or planting? Um, you can talk a little bit about your background growing up in the province, I think. And then, um, paano kayo nag-meet ni Gian? Ayun, so bali, it started nga lang then. Actually, may, may friend, yung nasa NGO din ako, o sa older persons, diba yun naman yung background ko. So, I was um, doing, ano na nun, tapos lumipat kami ng bahay sa Kamuning na merong, may, may space naman. Tapos, yung kasama ko, at the time, nag-iisip ako ng, gusto kong simulan na parang social enterprise, like um, how you can help older persons na magkaroon ng livelihood. Actually, yun talaga yung initial idea na paano ba tayo makakatulong na magkaroon ng livelihood yung mga senior citizen. Tapos, so, nagsimula lang ako 
yun, yung may com- may friend ako na yun yung ano uh, yung may friend ako na siya yung unang nakakita sa page ni ni G na ginagawa na niya yun. Tapos so sinend niya sa akin. Tapos ito, i-visit mo to. Uh, tingin ko marami kang matututunan dyan. Sila ni G yung unang magkausap. Tapos so ako naman, nag-send uh, naman ako, nag, ano ako noon dahil uh, curious na nga ako how to do it. Tapos so nakipag-meet ako kay G. Tapos una, yung perspective is to push for a partnership for a social enterprise. Yun yung unang objective nung minute ko siya nun. Tapos so, but, but um, ginawa na lang muna namin nun, sabi ni G, invite kita sa bahay so para makita mo yung setup. Tapos so, from then, binigyan na niya nga ako nung iuwi ko and I could start at home. Tapos dun ako na nag-start na ako sa bahay. Tapos nag-start na ako sa, from small. Tapos nakita ko, ay madali pala siya. I mean, kaya siya kahit na sobrang busy ako nun kasi ima-attend ako ng mga umalisin ako ng bansa. So, tapos may field work din ako. So, not um, not 100% na nasa bahay ako. Tapos, so, kaya yun. So, i, parang sabi ko, this works pala kahit nagta-travel ka. Hindi mo, hindi ko, hindi ko siya kailangang ibilin sa housemates ko na, uy, pakidiligan naman yung lettuce or pakidiligan naman yung basil. Tapos, lagi ako nasusurprise yung pag-uwi ko, pagbalik ko from travel na ang lagu-lagu na nila. Kasi nga, iwanan mo lang siya basta maayos lang yung water level bago mo siya iwanan. Pagbalik, Madali siya, madali siya. It seems like hydroponics uh, is is very beneficial to like a certain kind of lifestyle. Yung sinasabi mo nga ora na hindi ka palaging nasa bahay or nagta-travel ka din. And also G na parang you really want fresh herbs all the time, ganyan. So, pag-usapan natin, ano ba yung iba pang benefits talaga ng hydroponics din? And... I am sure madaming makaka-relate din kung like if you you have zero knowledge about this system. Ano yung mga pwede nating explain sa kanila about the benefits of of hydroponics? Yeah. Siguro um pinaka bottom line especially kung bago ka is yung water kasi. So number one, it saves water. So pag nagdidilig po kasi tayo ng halaman, let's say basil ang basil, sabihin na natin half, half na tabo o sa isang morning, pag magbidilig ka, magbidilig ka rin sa hapon. So, paano pag busy ka, tapos yung pinagbilinan mo, hindi rin sila nag-water. So, mga attendancy, namamatay yung tanim natin. Samantalang sa hydroponics, as long as uh, meron kang decent level of water and two pins, wala ka ng problema in terms of water. And it's safe yung a lot of water. Kasi pag nagdidilig tayo, sabi ko nga, parang isang tabo sa isang araw yan. O sa isang buwan, ilang tabo yan, ilang litrong water yan. Diba? Samantalang sa hydroponics, 1 to 2 liters lang, good na sila. As in, ito last very, very long. So, and, sure ka na magta-thrive yung panin. Uh, so, very ano ko sa watering. Kasi, yan yung madalas na reason kung bakit namamatay yung mga plants natin. Diba? Um, other benefits then is when your um, plants 
are there, ganyan lang, ganyan lang siya kalapit, para kanyang laging pinatawag to eat healthy. You said before, di ba, you would buy veggies, tapos you would put them in the fridge. Pag kailangan mo na, either gutay-gutay na marami ka nang tatanggalin, or talagang itatapod mo na kasi hindi na talaga siya pwede. So sayang, number one, sayang yung perang pinangbili. Two, wala ka nang mahanap sa rat mo, kasi nga pinapunta. So, eto convenient siya kasi nandiyan lang. And it's calling you. It's fresh. And you only pick what you need. The rest, hayaan mo siyang kumulit na dumagulit. Diba? So, baw, wala na tayong masyadong wastes. Two, kahit na surprise visitor pa yan na kailangan nating preparan ng food, okay lang kasi meron naman tayong readily available na food. Pwede kang gumawa ng tea, pwede kang gumawa ng sandwiches, pwede kang gumawa ng salads. So, the possibilities are actually endless. So, for me, kung hindi naman siya for commercial purposes, pang bahay lang, the thought na you're able to plant and at the same time um, enjoy it, that's already a big benefit. That's right. And um, gusto ko yung part na it's less food waste, like you're saying, na that's also one of the things, one of our problems right now, di ba? Na parang kukuha tayo sa supermarket, hindi naman natin nagagamit agad. Pag nandiyan na, alive ang iyong plant, you can get it anytime and you get what you need. I really like that concept. And I think, Ura, parang... Meron ka rin mention in your posts na um, you also encourage using recycled materials, no? Oo. Sa akin, favorite part ko sa hydro, hindi siya makalat ng soil. Kasi remember pag nagsusoil ka, like, grabe yung, grabe yung kalat ko. Ang dami, tas malupa. Tas para sa mga may nakatira sa kondo, nakatira sa small ano, medyo ano yun, messy yun, ang, ang messy niya, or kung small lang yung space mo, kung okay lang ko nasa bukid ako dun sa amin, talagang sige, hawak tayo, hawak tayo. So, pero sa city, lalo na sa city, sobrang convenient at saka malinis siya na way ng farming method. Tapos number two, mas para sa starter, mas likely na mabuhay yung halaman mo than mag-start ka with soil. So, ang dami kagad na nadi-discourage sa soil. Kasi nga, yung konsepto na ano. Tapos, yun, number three, yung favorite card ko, yung nakapag-recycle ka ng material sa bahay. Uh, you can use yung available na container. In fact, you can start with just even with plastic cups. Yun nga lang, may mga pros and cons din yun. So in terms of safety, alimbawa, medyo conscious yung iba kasi gusto food grade na mat- na materials. Yun, kailangan mo talagang bumili. Kasi ang hirap din magkapital ng malaki. Kaya yun yung purpose din kaya we're exploring yung whatever material na mas mura at saka marirecycle. And uh, what's good then with hydroponics is it saves a lot of space. So hindi mo kailangan ng backyard para magdagay. Or ngayon kasi, di ba, Marami na tayong plantitos, plantitas. So, sa loob ng bahay na sila nagtalagay. So, tayo rin, we can actually put uh, hydroponic plants inside our homes. So, pwede mo siyang ilagay sa window. As long as meron kang 4 to 6 hours of sunlight sa tabi ng pintana, pwede yan, magubuhay yung tanig natin. Or you can also use grow lights. At the same time, yung iba kasi, kaya nagpo-focus sila sa ornamental plants. It's because it's nice, di ba? 
Pero kung hydroponics kasi, maganda rin naman siyang tignan. Malinis din siyang tignan. So, basically, para na rin siyang ornamental. At the same time, may purpose niya siyang pwede siyang yeah. So, pwede mo siyang ilagay sa table. So, pag may mga feeling uh, nice tonight, tapos gusto mo maglagay ng plants sa table, as part of your table setting, you can just grab some of your plants, put them in jars, and then place them on table. Part na siya ng settings mo. So, meron kang mga maid, meron kang mga basis. Yeah. So, marami kang pwedeng gawin. At the same time, di ba, also gusto yung essential oils, ganyan. I don't mind people using it, pero when you have, kasi, the fresh ones, all you have to do is just, you know, touch them like that. Tapos yung whole room, nangangamoy na, lumalabas yung amoy niya. So, amoy minty na yung place. So, hindi ko na siya kailangan ng buyers and stuff. So, it's actually healthy. And at the same time, it's nice, diba? That's true. Most of the essential oils naman are from plants, diba? Yes, from herbs actually. From herbs. That's right. Let's backtrack a little bit. Pwede nyo bang i-share sa amin ano yung components of hydroponics? We say na it's easy to do, it doesn't need a lot of space, pero can you give us a bit of an idea lang um, ano yung mga kailangan uh, para makapag-set up ng isang hydroponics bed or hydroponics setup in your in your house? Basically, to start hydroponics kasi, what you need is something that can hold water. So, let's say a jar. Okay? So, kahit yan itong jar, pwede yan, as long as it can hold water. So, if it can hold water and it can hold your cup where you will be putting your seedlings or your plants, then basically, you're good to go. Kailangan mo na lang na nutrients and uh, sunlight or pwesto para meron siyang sunlight. Ganun lang siya kadali. So you have your uh, container, your nutrient solution, which means that's water and nutrients. You will have something to hold your plant. It could be a cup, di ba? And then you have something to hold the plant in the roots. So you have your growing medium. It could be a foam, it could be rock mold, it could be cocoa peat. Okay, there are a lot of other stuff that you can use. And then you have your plants. Put them in a bright, sunny spot. With the jar, can we use any kind of jar? Or kailangan may gagawin ba tayo dun sa jar? Pagka ganitong maliwanag siya, ang tendency kasi is from bright light, magkakaroon ng algae itong ating jar. So yung algae, magiging kalaban ng plant natin sa nutrients because it's absorbing a lot of nutrients. So what you do is you can cover this with something um, maybe a cloth or tela para medyo dark yung loob para hindi rin na-stress yung kids natin. Ganun lang siya. So something dark. Pero as much as possible iwasan natin yung masyadong dark na as in black kasi ang tendency naman nun, it absorbs heat so umiinit yung tubig natin sa loob. So, something like maybe blue or green. O kaya, yung iba kasi they put, um, ano na yung nagre-reflect ng, ano, ng, ng light? Yeah. Use that to comfort the results. Ura, what, 
what are some of your herbs sa bahay? Ah, okay. Mostly dito galing din kay G. <laughs> um, I have uh, tarragon, I have lemon, lemon mint, uh, peppermint, uh, chocomint, Italian oregano, thyme, basil, basil pinakamarami, three types of basil, um, Thai basil, holy basil, at saka sweet basil. Kasi you use them for different purposes. Uh, yun, yung sa herbs. Yun ang ano. So yung mga common sa cooking. Kasi like kahapon may bisita kami, surprise bisita. So um, I just cook pasta na meron dito. Tapos I, I, I took some sweet basil. Kaya medyo kalbo yung sweet basil ko kanina. Kasi ginamit <laughs> namin kagab kahapon. So ayun na, may, pas- may pasta ka ng ano, may pasta ka ng pang serve. Tapos... Um, yung friend ko na chef who also sort of like madalas dito. So, sobrang enjoy siya. Kasi, ano, alam mo yun, nandito lang lahat ng common na ingredient na binibili niya. Tapos sabi nga niya, dati, bibili ako, tapos pag minatira, tinatapon na niya. E dito, kung ano na lang yung kailangan niya sa lulutuin niya, yun lang yung kukuha niya. Herbs lang ba yung pwede nating itanim sa hydroponics? Or pwede rin ba tayong mag-explore ng ibang vegetables? Dito yung hindi ko herbs, I have spinach at saka lettuce. Si lettuce yun nga, medyo nanin- kasi first time ko magtanim dito ng lettuce. Pero dun sa bahay namin, puro, ano ako, puro wala naman ako masyadong herbs dun sa province. Mas more on green leafy naman ako dun, pechay. Mustasa, tapos spinach, kasi that time breastfeeding yung sister ko, so very madalas siyang mag-spinach. So kaya pinagtanim ko ng maraming spinach, uh, tapos uh, kangkong kasi everyday para meron kaming, kasi si kangkong ikat mo lang, magre-regrow. Although pwede mo rin naman, kahit, kahit naman sa wala sa siyang nutrient, kaya naman si kangkong. Pero mas mabilis lang kasi na mag-grow. Tapos, mas, uh, mas maraming leaves. Yun. You can also plant bell peppers, chilies. Kami, may mga chilies kami sa baba. Uh, meron kami. Dati, nung, nung ECQ, we have okra. Ngayon, natira na lang is yung aming uh, talong. So, meron aming talong na naka-hydroponics. Tapos, yeah. Uh, lettuce, I usually have that. Um, spinach, pechay, yes. Pero hindi masyado spinach. Pero more on ano ako, kangkong din. Kasi I love kangkong. Kasi you can just cut it, have it with tofu, and you're good. Uh, ano pa ba? Siyempre, the herbs. Uh, we always have our herbs. And, uh, may mga friends kami na nagtatanim actually ng mga melon. Ako dati cucumber. Kasi... A cucumber, yes. <laughs> Madali din siya. Like talaga iwanan mo lang siya doon tapos mag-grow. So, be, kailangan mo lang mas malaking water container para hindi mo lagi i-refill yung, yung hindi siya pwede na doon sa mga malilit na jars. So, kailangan mo yung sa may mas malaki na na hindi mo kailangan mag-refill. Kasi big rooting siya eh. Big rooting considered as big rooting system yung kailangan mo sa kanya. So, mas malaki dapat na container. So, guys, have you heard of or have you even tried hydroponics before? Uh, we actually heard of hydroponics 
maybe several years ago, no, and we were we were quite interested in it. Yeah. Or was it aquaponics that we? I think that was aquaponics from 2014. Mm-hmm. So six years back. That's quite a long time ago. Yeah. There was an NGO-sponsored event that invited social innovators, correct? Right. It was, was it Ryan Aguas? Yes, Ryan Aguas. But I don't remember the name of his uh, endeavor. But it was basically a bunch of very good friends from high school that turned a hobby into something more serious. And it was with the intention of feeding the community or getting to feed your household with the help of fishes plants mm-hmm. and a jig that you made in your own backyard right so we're familiar with it but not yeah. fully i i remember seeing a while ago i mean even uh, a friend of mine my old roommate before he he has this like you know like the fita the fita or sky flakes container yeah and then he put water in it and then there's a plant on one there's two holes on satakip mm-hmm. you, you guys probably have seen that Seven. Oh, I haven't oh. seen it, but that that the way you describe it, it looks really cute. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The plant the plant is on in one hole. I forget how exactly it's set up, and then in the other hole is I guess where they put the water. I forget. I I don't know if that's hydroponics, but that's what I remember seeing. And it's very like so many Filipinos are like doing that already. Um, but it was nice to listen to to what it was exactly. So yeah. So before interview, G and Ura actually led this almost to our uh, workshop for beginners. So we were like 50 people in the, the Google Meet. And we, we get to see the different kinds of hydroponics. It's not um, discussed na in, the, in the interview, but basically there are different types of hydroponics. They're the ones that um, really for commercial uses. Um, I don't know if you've seen those. Meron pa yung parang mist parang mist type sila. So that's also called aeroponics. So there's also aquaponics with the tilapia and everything and the, the whole setup. Um, but there are also like the ones that Albert just mentioned. Um, I think that's Kratky method. So Kratky is more the DIY. It's a smaller uh, container and then um, basically just have a small medium for the seedlings and then mag-reach yung roots niya to the, to the water. No. So parang ganun lang, very basic lang siya na setup. And I think that's why it's a good setup for beginners. Kasi yun nga, as, as Ura and G mentioned, if you're uh, trying out growing your own food for the first time, um, you may not be as familiar with uh, soil or you, you just have a different lifestyle altogether, di ba? Um, for example, like Ura, before the pandemic, of course, travels a lot, um, which is kind of like our lifestyle, um, Albert and I. So I guess for, for some people that would be, you know, hydroponics is, is uh, maybe more doable for them. May I ask, it seems that you learned a lot from your two-hour seminar with them via Google Meet. But can I ask about the profile of the beginners who were there? Were they in it for livelihood? Were they in it for food security? What were the reasons for them being there? Actually, it's a mix of um, like young plant parents or like beginners who, who want to try it out. But there are also others who are 
have had experience before but want to try out a different kind of method to grow plants. So parang they're looking for a different system where in it's, it's a smaller space pero they can grow more food. Parang ganon. So iba-iba naman siya but most of us, I think we're all beginners. And we're mostly from the city. We're mostly from Manila. So baka that really has an appeal. Hydroponics has an appeal to to um, urban gardeners talaga. Yeah, I think when Gianne, when she mentioned her evolution from planting herbs and even selling them to her friends and then transitioning that to hydroponics. Like um, she was saying she's in the city, she's busy. It totally makes sense. And and then Ura herself, she mentioned that she she travels a lot, like what you mentioned before. And like us, we travel. So I started thinking as well, like, you know, hydroponics would be something we can consider. And I think it's a great option for people, in, especially in the cities, to start getting into planting. And um, I was only concerned with one thing, and it's, it's because it's soilless. And um, there's that one concern, especially after watching Kiss the Ground, <laughs> where... Um, it was at, at the bigger scale, at the bigger picture, soil is so crucial to carbon sequestration and climate change and solving those issues. So I, my one concern is hopefully um, as these people and as us, because I would love to get into hydroponics, to not forget about the importance of soil. Because I was never a quote unquote green thumb or I never really planted things before. And when I started planting and then I would dig my hands into, to, into the soil, all of a sudden, the iba yung perspective ko about planting and the soil itself. Before, my mom would say, oh, that's dirty. Or like my parents or people would say that, you know, that I think we mentioned this in another podcast. But when you start planting and you start trans, you know, transplanting the pots, the plants, you really get kind of used to it and you get an appreciation of soil. So that's my only one concern. But the thing is, hydroponics is still much needed, especially for people in the city who are busy, who are traveling, who don't really have the time to do these kinds of things. I think hydroponics is a wonderful opportunity to introduce people who would otherwise not ever plant at all because of their lifestyle. Um, okay, I'll, I'll just be honest <laughs> because I grew up not touching soil either, you know, because my parents or my mom would tell me, you know, it's very dirty, you'll get worms and all that. But ever since I started planting, or not even just planting, when I was trying to clear our land, our, our small lot, piece of land, there is something just so, that felt so right about that act of touching soil and going back to the earth. So that's my bias and that's where I'm coming from. But that said, I can appreciate the fact that um, Ura and Gian, or G are really working on growing their own food. I think that's the positive side for me about, about what they're doing. It's like it's, they value that and they want to make that act accessible to other people. I've never tried hydroponics. So I've, I've really only worked with soil. And, you know, I don't want to give it a bad name. It's hard to do because it's quite easy to do. Like, planting in soil and because soil has everything a seed needs to sprout right like living soil and perhaps that is hard to to find in an urban setting but yeah i guess it's a case-to-case basis i completely agree that hydroponics will really appeal to a certain demographic 
people of a certain geography or living condition. And I'm sure it will benefit them. But in terms of looking at the output ratio, in terms of what you put in, uh, and the effect of it on the environment or the ease of growing things, I think farming on land or making plants live from the ground is the most appropriate or more accessible medium for most of the population. Because you have to consider, we're not just talking about Manila residents, but you're talking about people from Visayas, people from Mindanao, mm-hmm. and all, the, all other Filipinos, 10 million of them living around the world in their own, in their own areas. Just to latch on um, Chinkin's point about, yeah, it's appealing to certain demographics. It's true though. And I agree that we don't have to, it's, it's just an option among many other options, right? Just like how we're trying to explore in this podcast, the many things that we can commune with nature and uh, try to grow our own food or at least, you know, add to the biodiversity if uh, through some native species, like all the past episodes, we're we're exploring. We're trying to find options, right? And I feel like when we when I discovered that there's this one uh, option about you know being able to grow herbs and maybe some some vegetables um, in a very small space, um, it it kind of does appeal to to me at some point uh, because of how I live and where I am. It's it's good that you you have that curiosity. Na okay, oh this is what it needs, pala. Oh, and you have to check afterwards. Kung if this is something na that works for you, pa, diba? Um, and I, I feel like for G and Ura and for other people trying out hydroponics, the benefits that they mentioned in the first part of the interview, those are the benefits that they're looking for. I guess we can talk more about the details in the second part. Can you tell us more about the nutrients? Kasi parang hin- siguro ako hindi ko na matandaan kung kailan yung huling napag-aralan ko yung mga nutrients sa, sa soil. ba Parang ano yun? <laughs> Elementary pa ata tayo noon, diba? Na, diba? Yes. Pero ngayon, hindi natin siya masyadong pinapansin. So I guess that's also one thing that we can learn from hydroponics, ano yung mga nutrients, and saan nanggagaling yun, and then how do they help with the plants? Uh, with the nutrients, kasi usually we do not discuss yun, especially sa basic, kasi lalo lang siyang nakakanto. Uh, usually we uh, just encourage them to buy readily made um, nutrients. To be easier, kasi pag sa start pa lang, tapos nagbimix na sila, tapos hindi na tumuko, nakukustate sila, ayaw na, ayaw na magkanip. So as much as possible, hindi naman ganun ka-expensive. Sakto lang din naman yung mga nasa market na nutrients. They can actually buy hydroponic solutions. So, you can have it in powder form or you can have it in form. Mm, ang laman lang naman nila pareho ng powder form and liquid form is you have your NPK. So, nagbabaryan depende kung ano yung tatanim mo. 
you have your uh, micronutrients, um, you have your calcium, and you have your magnesium. So, so yun lang siya. Okay? So, yung different na gumagawa ng mga nutrients, depende kasi sa experience nila kung ano yung sa tingin nilang needs ng plants nila. So, may mga ratio lang yan na sinusunod. Tapos, um, they mix your own. Kaya, if you want to mix your own, you can actually buy um, yung mga nabanggit ko. Usually, meron naman yan sa mga agriculture stores. Pero, hiwa-hiwalay. Kung walang um, hydroponic solutions, merong nabibili, hiwa-hiwalay, tapos kayo yung mag-mix. Yun yung medyo downside ng pag-mix. Wala lang. Pero hindi naman kasi expensive. So you can buy hydroponic solutions from the price of 100, 175, 180. Nag-range siya ng 175, 180 hanggang 300, 400, 500. So depende talaga siya. Pero it's easy naman. It's easy. Usually they come with instructions on how to as long as you don't put them in uh, sunny areas, Yung siguro gusto ko rin idagdag sa sinabi ni G, in terms of the plant requirement ng nutrient, most, I think most of the readily available nutrients are good for major types of food na ginagrow. Kaya, like, halimbawa, uh, pwede na siya sa lettuce, pwede na siya sa pechay, pwede siya sa herbs, tapos pwede na rin siya sa cucumber, may ganun. But there are some na talagang, lalo na pag mga commercial, yun yung mga talagang, nag, meron pang mga inaad na ibang nutrient or may iba pa talaga siya ng gamit. Pero for home, for basics, most of the nutrient solution available, you can use it na for major types of plants that can grow hydroponically. So, hindi mo na kailangan magpabago-bago pa na, ah, dito sa tomato, ito gagamitin ko. Sa sa lettuce, ito gagamitin ko. Usually, yun na yun, yung isang nutrient solution na yun. Um, yun din kasi yung problem with soil. Soil-based, iba-iba yung nutrient requirement na kailangan niya. So, iba si tomato, iba si... So, Ako, medyo hirap akong makabuhay ng, ng mga ganun sa soil base. Ng mga, aaralin mo talaga siya. So, at dito, medyo basta maayos yung system ko, malaki yung container. Yun, nakapag-grow ako dati ng cherry tomatoes, using using it, cherry tomatoes, tapos uh, cucumber. So, meron siya. Tomato, at uh, talong din, nakapag, naka tanim ako ng tomato. Pero syempre, ito na yung mga medyo nasa, medyo advanced level ka na ng hydroponics mo. So, but sa start, you can start with the beginning. Tapos, you can use the same nutrient solution. Tapos, siguro kung mag-scale up ka na lang, saka mo naaralin yung mga next level na mga nutrients. I think curious din yung ibang mga like to start magtanim no like if it's for example like can we you know create our own for example yung potassium ba pwede nating kunin from the banana peels or yung ganon uh, calcium ba sa eggshells i think people are kind of suggesting that then um but 
I siguro we're curious um, how is it is it even possible to have organic solutions in a hydroponic setup or what are the challenges of of doing that then um, kahit na kahit na i-DIY mo lang siya or you're doing it in a small farm for yourself or your far, for your family uh, actually marami kaming iba-ibang groups na nagta-try so may mga peers kasi kami so friend ko sila ganito for hydro may ibang grupo din so we're all trying to create something that's organic but unfortunately right now yung what's in the market kasi is chemical based pa the question kasi diba tanong nila is it organic or not organic um first of all um yung organic uh compound hindi diba organic compound yan uh, na nilalagay nila sa soil kaya nila nilalagay sa soil din kasi yung soil ang trabaho niya is to break it down okay into chemicals and then yun yung inaabsorb ng roots natin so in hydroponics we do not have soil so ngayon ang nangyayari pag tinay namin ilagay yung organic compound sa water syempre mabubulok yon okay so magkaibang it, it will be hard to create something but we're trying uh, pero right now kasi ang alam ko wala pa naman wala pa um, unless unless meron ka pa soil ang gagamitin mo is soil as your growing medium but then again that's possible it will grow your plants will grow may makilala ko um, yun ang growing medium nila but then it will not be called hydroponics kasi in essence hydroponics is supposed to be soilless so if you want to do it um, organic, you can do it with the soil um, as your growing medium, pero hindi mo na siya pwedeng tawagin hydro. So it can be that. Or you can go aquaponics naman. So you have your fish um, and your plants. Ang downside lang kasi nun for me, uh, you need a lot of fish to be able to grow a lot of um, different plants. Plus, if you have a small space, uh, medyo, um, medyo maliit yung, uh, for me, medyo kakainan ng space yung sa fish tank mo pa lang. And at the same time, um, alagain kasi. So, pag-aalaga ka ng fish, mag-aalaga ka ng plants. Pag namatay yung fish mo, patay din for sure plants mo. So, so, sa akin, as much as possible, I want it easy. So, it's, it's more of a and nakakita na rin ako ng aquaponics setup before. It's super complicated and ayun nga, meron ka pang tilapia dyan. The manure goes to this pipe. May mga ganun pa siya. So, um, yeah, that's, that's why hydroponics, if we're really trying to get people to to start planting, encourage them a little bit, then it's it's a it's an easy, good enough way to to try out deba just about the about the nutrient solutions what we're saying is that we want the solution na parang easily absorbed by the roots is that what we're saying yes actually ganun naman talaga yung reason natin for both soil and both uh, hydroponics diba dapat na absorb ng roots natin yung ating uh, yes um with the organic compound kasi Yun nga, ang magbe-breakdown niyan is yung soil. So, kung ilalagay ko yung organic compound sa water, 
hindi siya magbo-breakdown, mabubulok siya. So, pagka nabulok yun, ang tendency, kung meron akong tanin yung siblings doon, matadamay na yung siblings ko, mabubulok na din siya. So, hindi siya nag-broke. So, it will take a lot of um, testing pa muna, siguro, until such time na we can develop something that's organic for high um, Pag, kunwari, let's say, banana peel, o, oh, in feeling mo, uh, may deficiency na potassium mo yung, yung tanim. Pag nilagay mo yung banana peel sa tubig, mabubulok siya. So, pag nabulok yun, most likely may bakteriya yan, padadamay yung plant. Patay din lado yung plants. So, yun yung, ano, yun yung pinaka-basic explanation ng bakit hindi makagawa na madali na organic na uh, nutrient substrate for hydroponics. Yeah, it's it's syempre technology din 'yan, 'di ba? Hindi naman siya and it, it takes a lot of testing pa din. Siguro I want to go back a little bit um about like what's your what's your motivation um uh, doing what you're doing? Like alam ko, G, you're saying na parang nung lumago na tong mga plants mo, parang nakakasaya talaga siya. Um, I think Ura also has a background, uh, yung family nila, uh, meron talaga silang farm. Can you share lang, ano yung pinaka na-enjoy niya sa ginagawa niyo ngayon? Well, ako kasi, um, I, I've tried uh, building farms for commercial use na hydroponics. Uh, so, you saw it sa, sa webinar kanina. Um, but unfortunately kasi, bumabalik ako sa indoor or sa um, sa home home, ano eh, home setups. It's not because um, because of anything else, but because I want people to have their own plants at home. Yung, yung feeling na they were able to plant because of you, or they were able to grow their own plants. Kasi, at the end of the day, we look at, yun nga, uh, napanggit natin kanina yung mga food wastes, di ba? Um, nandiyan din yung carbon footprint ng food natin. Tapos dito sa Metro Manila, pag bumagyo, at na close ang kalsada ng bagyo, wala na tayong gulay, mahal na lahat, di ba? So, parang, it's only much more economical for me if people can grow their own food. I'm not saying na the farmers, naaagawan natin ng trabaho yung farmers. Of course na. But we can actually focus on the stuff that we actually eat. Or yung mga madaling masirang pagkain. Yung mga pechay, mga lettuce na binabiyahe pa. Tapos pagbiyahe dito, ang dami nang tatanggalin kasi may part na nasira na. Diba? So yung mga yun, um, pwede namang tayo na lang sa sariling bahay natin. Tayo na lang magtanim pati mga herbs so that our farmers can focus on much um, technical uh, na mga crops, di ba? So they can focus on protein crops, ganyan, or they can develop uh, better crops natin, ganyan. Um, it's essential kasi to, for people to be able to grow our own. Kasi the next coming years, tagami yung population natin, pero ang farmers natin, naman talaga dumadami. Ang farmlands natin, hindi dumadami kundi nababawasan pa. So, if we do not start now, and if we only start pag talagang alanganin tayong um, food uh, security natin, then 
that would be very hard. So I guess ang motivation ko for me is yung feeling na we are starting something that we know pamunta din naman talaga doon. So uh, it, it feels nice to be able to um, innovate and um, be able to show people na it can be done. Kahit Philippines to, kasi madalas sinasabi na it's lang naman yan, nandiyan lang naman kayo. So, we can actually grow naman our own. And um, dito sa Metro Manila, we can uh, make it uh, greener kahit na dito lang, kahit mag-start lang tayo sa mga bahay tayo. That's really nice. And I like your um, last bit din na yun nga, we're I, for me, when I started growing my own food, and they're not a lot, I'm still learning, um, mas na-appreciate ko actually yung patience and and skills of our farmers na hindi madali mag-grow ng food natin. Um, and so I appreciate that more. Um, how about you, Ura? Um, what's your motivation for doing this and for teaching other people to do hydroponics. Um, and you can tell us a little bit more of where you came from and your, your family background then. So, yun kasi, being a, a daughter ng farmer, so nakita ko how hard it is mag-grow ng pagkain. Kasi, although rice farm si father ko, pero, um, syempre, yung fundamental ano, ng farming is mahirap talaga. Uh, tapos, Yung advocacy ko talaga, ang main inspiration ko is I want to, similar with G, ito yung lagi namin pinag-uusapan, we want to change the way people look at farming. Na uh, na you can do it, tapos na na more sustainably, tapos na mas, um, you can use yung materials na what's available. Uh, and yun nga, gusto ako, yung main vision ko, inspiration ko talaga to do this is yung makapagsimula ng small community farms which is which is exactly what we need right now in the pandemic sabi nga ng isang friend ko aura ba't hindi mo tinuloy yung sa senior citizen kasi kinausap ko na rin siya about it yung pagbuo ng ng community farms tapos yung mga groups ng older person yung itatap namin na itatrain tsaka magmaman nung magbabantay nung mga community farms sabi niya sobrang Sana kung meron tayo lahat niyan in every community, di sana ang um, laking sagot niyan dito sa pandemic. And dahil mula namang, mula namang malaking space sa Manila, maliliit lang, so which is very useful. So yun talaga yung pinakaming vision ko na one day we can have these community farms maintained, tapos work, uh, organized by, by the people themselves, tapos working together then we can use yung mga vacant plot or vacant rooftop. Kaya nga, mas gusto ko si Hydro kasi you can use it. You can use... So, I, in in my journey, I tried to visit Hydro Farms. Mas, I got the opportunity to visit it while abroad. So, like in Singapore, Singapore having a small space. Tapos, bakit sa kanila, paano silang nag-ano, nag-grow ng food? So, Medyo, may mga binisita ako na mga farms na who uses aerophonics, who uses hydrophonics at the same time. Tapos, so I get the idea nga doon na possible siya kasi kung kaya nga na maliit na space doon, e eh, paano pa tayo? Ang dami nating 
nakatenga lang na rooftop, ang daming nakatenga na na ganito na you can actually convert and make yung food production closer to the city. So, mas magbe-benefit pa lalo na yung mga vulnerable sector na wala rin pagkakakitaan at this time. So, kaya yon, that's that's a vision hopefully Someday. <laughs> I support that vision at um, kung kailangan mo ng volunteers, I volunteer myself. <laughs> Last thing uh, from me, can you give one tanong tip each? Tanong tip usually is like um, either um, a technical thing or siguro a motivational thing for someone who's just starting to plant and or start with their own gardens? Um, for me, I guess uh, start. Pinaka-tip lang talaga doon. Hindi yung sabi mo magkatanig ka. Ito kailangan talaga kahit isa lang. They have to start. Kasi from there, pag nag-grow yun, hindi mo mapipigilan yung sarili mo, promise. <laughs> Dadami yan. Kaya nga dumami yung plantitas and plantitas natin. Ang tip ko lang, yun, similar with G, mag-start na agad. Tapos, start whatever you have at home. Uh, yun yung mahalaga, whether mga nabulok na uh, mula sa kamatis, yung itadry mo na mula sa kamatis mo, tapos yun. Tapos, don't, don't do it because it's a fad or uh, uso. Gawin mo talaga siya dahil gusto mo talagang magkaroon ng sariling food, gusto mo ng safe food. So, um, mas ganun sana yung motivation, hindi dahil sa ginagawa din siya ng iba. Kaya gusto mo rin siyang gawin. Yan. That's great. Maraming salamat, Gian and Ura, for spending this afternoon with us for this interview. Ang dami namin natutunan sa inyo. And um, I hope that you keep sharing what you know. And kami din, we will be, we will try out whatever um, tips that we Uh, got from you today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Gi. The wooden frame that <clears throat> became a hip for them, how did it look like? Was it like a planter box? or? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like a planter box na... Um, before all these planter boxes happened this year, I think they were the first ones to try it out. And so they they kind of hit a uh, um, a, a business idea that, that just really changed their lives, um, at least G's uh, life and her, her family's business. Dun atan nag-start lahat. And then they tried, I think she also tried doing hydroponics on a more like commercial basis pero mas gusto niya yung mga DIY setup for for small spaces i think and that they propagated the idea because you know look where it got them now and they're getting to reach wider audiences that they may be able to help with the ideas that they have actually no i have a question so you have your hydroponic thing going on you have the plants and you can leave for a week and you just leave it there there's no other maintenance other than adding you don't even have to add water the water oh. is already there at a certain level in the for Kratky and the the wick method you don't even have a pump it, you don't even need an energy source for it 
and so the the roots just touch the water with the nutrient solution and it just grows whenever like mm-hmm. it just it just needs um i think four to six hours of sunlight depends on what vegetable or what herb you're growing um but that's it it's sunlight and just uh just make sure that the water level is is good for when you leave for example parang you have a sense na diba mag-evaporate naman siya of course cuz mm-hmm. the roots um will also uh, absorb it then so that's why they're saying that it also uh you can you can leave in for a week or so and go back and it, the your your plants are still growing because they have the nutrients from the the water mm-hmm. i think the the only that's the issue that I have with the hydroponic system, which I think is also an issue for G and Ur actually, because they said that they were actively trying to work out an organic nutrient solution, deba. Is that like the how how if you go into hydroponics, you have to buy these uh, chemical fertilizers, right? Either you buy them mixed now or you mix it yourself, but still you have to buy it from outside. I think that's that's what makes it not so sustainable for me. Um, the fact that you have to um, buy something and then actually not know what resources go into making that, deba. Right? Like um, you may be saving water in a, in a hydroponic system which actually you can do also in, in a system with soil. You just use mulch and all that. But going back to hydroponics, like you may be using less water for, for it, but how much water or other resources went into the nutrient solution packs right, that you're putting in it, right? Just because we get it in packs, we, don't, we can't just ignore how it was made, right? But I was like looking up, online on how to make an organic hydroponic solution and it's still like people are still working on it but it's it actually sounds uh sensible like you know how we make compost right Mm -hmm. and we use our kitchen scraps for that and that's that compost that's what we use to feed plants in soil now in even in organic farming or permaculture people are making compost tea to get all the nutrients from that compost and then they use that to water their plants. I wonder if that can work for like a hydroponic system because then it can be quite sustainable. Like if you really cannot have soil, you know, in your balcony, although many people have that, if you can, if you do not want soil perhaps, uh, maybe that's something that we can look into or pe- uh, people who are interested in hydroponics can look into like compost tea and feeding that to to their plants in water in the hydroponic system because through that way they also use their kitchen scraps right if if i were to put common sense into that what i would do is i'd get that compost tea and I'd have a chemist friend analyze it for its NPK ratio. Mm-hmm. 
and then maybe compare the NPK ratio given in these commercially available nutrient packs mm -hmm. and see how diluted the compost tea might be compared to those that are commercially available. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure the commercially, commercially available ones have been studied extensively and they're proven to work. There should be an alternative way to do that through the organic or mm -hmm. means that you are a champion of. Yeah, I'm sure the chemical ones are actually based on the natural workings of an ecosystem, right? So I don't think it should be difficult or impossible to use what's natural in, in a hydroponic system. Um, is it okay for me to just think of this hydroponics system as to how I would explain things to a patient? Yes. So it's like if my patient has osteoporosis, and she sustains a fracture because of that standing osteoporosis, let's say a wrist fracture. The first question that always comes to me is, Doc, will I need surgery or how will I get better? And then I always tell my patients that, you know, whether you have a broken bone and you go to a doctor or not, it will really heal. You're just going to the doctor so that it will heal in the right place and that eventually you will function better. Now, since you have osteoporosis, you obviously lack some calcium. And the next question these patients would give me is, doctor, do I need to drink these milk products that are advertised on TV or online? Would I need these calcium tablets? And my first gut feel is always to tell them that, you know, if it makes you happy, do so. But for me, and I've seen a lot of patients do very well, and it's a very practical idea to do, it's just that if you eat sardines, you eat the backbone within the sardine, and that will have enough calcium that you need for the entire day, as compared to getting or drinking the calcium tablet in excess of your daily requirements that you might just have to pee out or poop out in your system because of excess. So I guess hydroponics is like that. You tell the patient that, okay, for your broken bone, we can splint you, we can cast you, we can do surgery on you. I'm giving you options A, B, C. You're going organic farming or you're doing hydroponics or doing what other method. But in the end, you give the options. And the patient in the outset will just give their informed consent on which option they choose best and not what the doctor or the farmer told them directly to go through. So yeah, I think hydroponics is a very good option, but it's part of the armamentarium of the farmer, of the gardener, to choose which method he or she would want. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, it's another option, but um, I don't really foresee it solving climate change. Like that's not, you know, hydroponics isn't going to, you know. But it is going to help that one busy single parent or busy anyone. It doesn't really matter if, whether you're a parent or not. And for me, if it, if it means that these, this, this specific person who... Even people who just really don't like soil, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, people who are like, ayokonganon or whatever. But then they see a plant in a cup of water, or I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how it exactly looks. And they say, oh, you know, it, if it sparks interest and it sparks in them a curiosity to really appreciate the plant, and maybe down the line, it will get them to understand nutrients. You know, what are these chemicals about? Oh, it's, it's based on how, you know, it's... 
what we what you lack in not having soil for your plant, this is what the chemicals do. Oh, so how does soil work? You know, so like parang maybe it's a nice introduction. And I guess that kind of connects to what I said earlier. Parang I would hope that people like Ura and Gian um, don't forget about the importance of soil or just say like, you know, just so that the people who get into hydroponics at, at, in the end kind of end up acknowledging the importance of um, a forest or the ecosystem. I guess I'm coming from my own bias, which is like conservation <laughs> now. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, I, I would hope that that's the eventual, like it's, a, it's an entry point for people who would otherwise just not be into it. In the second part, Ura mentioned that he's a daughter of a farmer. They have a farm actually in Nueva and she and her family, they've been dependent on this and they've been exposed to that. They also have their own like vegetable farms there um, that things that they cannot really grow or she cannot grow in the urban area. So I think it's not lost on them naman, the importance of of soil you know i think when we get people to grow their own food and start planting you're right it's just it needs to not stop there you know it has to be the beginning of a journey that everyone can take on their own they have to research the options um, really think about not just the short-term benefits but also the long-term impacts, which is what we're trying to um, discuss in this in this part of the the commentary. No, na eh, okay. So if it does save some water, um, can we check on the other sources of of this system? Is it sustainable? If this is good for your lifestyle right now, will it be good for um, your lifestyle in the next few years? Or will it be more sustainable for your community in the next few years? It will not solve climate change, but maybe for now you can get some food for your everyday meals. But you know you can think about switching later on to a more sustainable lifestyle. Um, I guess that's just also part of it, part of um, everyone's journey uh, when it comes to plants. And it's, it's good that we, we get to be exposed to these things as well and, and have conversations around it that we, we always ask questions, right? We always ask uh, for example, during the interview, during the workshop, people were asking, um, "Why use styrofoam cups when you can use more sustainable materials?" You know, just the conversation around it that that sparked because of this particular method is is already um, a good start. I think you know people who do hydroponics or. Probably, I don't know the history of hydroponics, who started it, but the person who thought of it or invented the system was probably dealing with the effects of how our society has progressed worldwide. We didn't respect the land, the soil, so, and, you know, we built these high-rise, tall buildings. Uh, so there's really... Soil was not given that much importance throughout our uh, history as a uh, civilization, right? Like we, 
we traveled away from it. Now I think there's a there's a movement to go back to soil, but the reality is that we took that for granted as as a as a race, as a, as the human race, right? So I think hydroponics is a way that someone uh, thought that they could, you know, grow food wherever they were. They were just dealing with their circumstances. It's not like they hated soil. I don't think that's the... Would, did they talk about the history of hydroponics? No, not so much. Yeah, like I don't think it was an affront to soil or anything, but I think people were just dealing with um, what, their, what their situation was. So, you know, I don't want to be against people who practice hydroponics because, you know, it's good to grow your own food, right? But like you said, uh, Roselle, it is a journey. And we could, like some people could start there. And then like Albert said, it could spark their curiosity about plants, about nature. And then hopefully the journey doesn't end there. Like it will just increase uh, their awareness and um, with, you know, it's hard. I think this conversation because it's taking place within many other conversations about, you know, about civilization, about urbanization, about climate change. You know, it's not just when we, when we talk about plants in this podcast or anywhere really, when I post gardening pictures online, there are some people who message me and it's like, I love your gardening. I, I love your garden posts. Like, I know the connotation of behind that. Like, it's like, oh, it's, you're, it's so nice. You're just, you know, watering plants, having fun, all that. But personally, for me, gardening is a part of a bigger conversation about where our planet is headed. Because we came from the earth, but we distanced ourselves from, from everything else, from everything natural. And I think that has caused many problems. I think hydroponics is indeed a gateway method. And in, it's like a gateway drug. <laughs> no? A gateway method for you to progress into something more meaningful depends on what your choice is. And I'm taking a snippet from what Priscilla mentioned, the comments in the seminar that she attended, is that it's reassuring to have part of the audience still have critical thinking, not taking the topic in hook, line, and sinker. They're taking it with a grain of salt and analyzing it. Wait, does this practice seem appropriate for me? Does this practice need refinement that will be more applicable to me? And I should share those ideas which are more sustainable to other people. I think that's the very reassuring uh, message from that seminar. Yeah, I, I hear what Joe's saying because hydroponics, we don't want it to be like the solution to all. I mean, like we don't want people thinking that's the only way to plant, especially when soil is, is such a crucial part of how we survive. Um, yeah, I can see what, what you're saying, Joe, about, you know, it could have come upon as um, like to deal with the situation <laughs> without even trying to solve like the bigger picture problem. So um, I, how I wish, you know, if when people give like a talk about um, whether it's hydroponics or plant poaching or any topic like 
if hopefully or maybe one day people could zoom out and see how it's connected to um i'm going to use the word systemic um uh climate change systemic problems um what what okay so it, it might seem like a big jump to some of our listeners but i think um piggybacking on what joe said it's like hy- hydroponics <laughs> <laughs> sorry it, it must okay, be just frustrating because you know what you want to say but it's that the tip of your tongue there's some kind of glitch happening that you can't just express it but you know deep down inside you that it's hitting something and it's disturbing and it's not addressing the main picture but it's right there it's a stepping stone somewhere but it's not the perfect step to the next further evolution i mean it's like okay if you have a community of people without access at all to soil like zero soil hydroponics right? is for them right how can you say that you know hydroponics is not good right because it will feed them correct but yun nga, i i wish i really wish there was a way to make the solution not so dependent on on the makers of it on manufacturers right because those are the same those are the same um chemicals that are uh destroying our oceans really you know the you know i don't know how much uh, is is how much of it is contained in the hydroponic system, but you know when you use the same chemicals in uh, a farmland, it runs off and it destroys our oceans. You know if you can make an organic solution from kitchen scraps, like I think there's something there, deva. Right? I I mean I've read online and I think some people are using that, so maybe that's something that people can look look up by uh, on their own. Is there a natural setup that seems to be a hydroponics lab? Like, is there a biome that's, when you see it, oh, that's an example of a natural hydroponic setting. That you have a waterfall, there's fish Mm -hmm. in the waterfall, Mm -hmm. the plants feed off the nutrients from the water in the waterfall. But I think, is it, is it still hydroponics if there's fish or something? Oh, I'm sorry, aquaponics. I'm confused. All right. <laughs> so I really wanted to learn about ano, the organic solutions. Yun lang naman talaga the nutrient solution, um, the source of it, you know, how it's made, and how you know people who go into this will be dependent on those if they don't figure out a way to make their own from their kitchen waste. I actually also wonder if these things are regulated. Because you have these chemicals that are actually environmental hazards, if not prepared properly. And then what if you just dispose it, dump it in your toilet? Because the mix was wrong. It's not like a cookie dough that if you don't like it, ooh, let's get rid of it. Or, oh, let's just add some flour or add some more chocolate chips and make it better. But this one, this is chemical. And if you just throw it away, Mm -hmm. it has repercussions elsewhere that won't directly affect you but a community elsewhere. I wish we could use chocolate chips for our production. <laughs> that would help everyone. That would benefit everyone. Chocolate chips for everyone. You, know, you get a cookie. You get a cookie. Or oatmeal cookies. Oh, shoot. I love oatmeal cookies. <laughs> no, I, I, I get what you mean, Chinkin, actually. Um, I guess that's also one of the things that I wish was covered in the workshops. So in general, they if it's like a beginner workshop, they tend not to 
talk about the the chemicals or the um the nutrients the macro and the micronutrients that go into the solutions because it might confuse people i guess we can trust that um people will understand or people will actually appreciate what goes into the solution um and that there that this has to be part of um like a more transparent way of educating people you know it it doesn't mean that chemists lang or the manufacturers are the only ones uh, with the knowledge to understand these things and yeah it has to be open to everyone and if they if they feel like it's not the right thing for them then they can move on to other methods of planting um i guess just that kind of transparency would be appreciated as well for like practitioners or like advocates of of hydroponics i th- i think what would be great is if hydroponics practitioners if they had in their presentation in this when they introduce people to hydroponics it would be cool to see side by side like this is what happens in in life with soil you have a picture of soil and then there's a, a plant or a seedling and then you show like arrows and this is the nutrients they need hydroponics is this is water this is i i'm sure that's probably did they do that in hydro in the in they the just showed the the setups for their hydroponics kits. Okay. It would be it would be cool to show that show people like this is what happens in real in nature and this is what happens in hydroponics. So it it kind of gives people like like you said in this it's like a transparent way of showing like what we're really doing is because you know t- limitations in time or maybe people don't want to get dirty I don't know whatever reason it could be um these are the things that um we're trying to imitate and it's challenging it's challenging so maybe that for me i would hope that people would say oh wow nature knows best because that's really what that's a you know that's really so then it kind of like gives them a, that perspective like okay hydroponics is just something i can do for this solution but soil and you know nature that's something we have to uphold and respect then so this is what i was trying to mention earlier like how can we connect that to the bigger picture thing like um the importance of soil like not everyone's going to see <laughs> kiss the ground not everyone's going to see that not, not everyone has access to an expert or a conservationist or someone who's been planting you know like then i guess that's the question there's a gap there as well um because regardless of what we teach and what people do if they don't know the link to the bigger picture like for me working in an environment ngo i think about like so urban planning so so we're th- we're talking about using hydroponics in the urban areas in in a high rise building because you don't have access to soil or you don't have access to time because you're so busy um i it, i wish there was a way for people to connect that to the fact that there in this building that was once a natural area some time ago 50 years ago 100 years ago especially in the philippines where not compared to the us to continental europe where they have so much land and here in the philippines we it's uh it's island it's a island archipelago island in makeup uh what you do in one part one island will affect everywhere else which we've all we all know that effect now so hopefully um there there's a way to connect that somehow i don't know how some people folks like you know like ora and jan and other people and even us in the conservation sector that's always a question how can we link 
all these things about plants and whether it's hydroponics or planting with soil, how can we get people to remember like there's some bigger picture things going on and we can actually participate in those things too. You know, it's, it's really challenging because when you think bigger picture, it seems like a bigger, a bigger thing to tackle, let alone for someone who's busy in the, in the urban and city environment. Um, but that's why we have this podcast, <laughs> you know, so for those of yeah. you listening and I'm sure Ura and, and Jan, you're listening to hope, feel free to get, you know, get in touch with us. We can share more ideas. Um, hydroponics definitely has its place, um, but where, where it's hydroponics or soil, whatever we want to do, even if you don't like planting, you have to know what's going on. You just have to know. You can't block it out. You're, you're breathing in the oxygen. From the plants. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to take it to another level. It's, it's policies. I mean, um, uh, land use. Do people know about land use policies? Uh, should they know? They should, but why not? I mean, you know, then there, there's another debate there. But okay. uh, um, can, are, I, I wish people and practitioners could talk about land use policies. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but why would they, right? But that's the thing. Like, maybe just like Chinkin said, the people who were commenting, you know, these people, all of us, we're not, we're not, um, we're not dumb. We're curious. We're we want to solve these problems. <sighs> so you. <yeah. laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's. I think I think this episode actually helped us see the world in its entirety. You know, like our past episodes, of course, we've learned so much from our guests and all of that. And, but it's all positive eh? because it's like they're all based on natural practices. You know, it's, it's, we, won't, we won't debate about, you know, how good is it to, to grow plants without pesticides, right? Because it's, it's common knowledge. But when it comes to these things, na you're still growing your own food. Eh, wala hang soil. So, I mean, you want to grow your own food, wala hang soil. So hydroponics, but then it has chemicals. You know, it's really complex. Like the state that all of us are in now, it's complex. And it's good that we're, I think it's good we're talking about it in this podcast. You know, it's not all fun and, you know, fun and games with, with the plants, right? Because really, the, the reason I think that we started this podcast is to really appreciate plants and what they do and all that but also acknowledge the realities we're in and that's where we can start you know we can't start from an ideal place you know it's have having land to plant in like for my case for our case it's it's uh it's something that we don't take for granted right because without that piece of land where will we plant we'll have like a small balcony also right so I think it's important to start in a reality that majority of the people can relate to, you know. And I think majority now, or I don't know if it's majority, but a lot of people are in urban areas without access to soil. And hydroponics can be a solution, but maybe we can do something to make it better. So, you know, it's a solution that doesn't actually make things worse in the background, right? No, So, you know, it's... It needs patience. I mean, humanity got to where it is because we just wanted progress, progress, progress in such a fast rate. And, you know, the world 
the natural world doesn't work that way, right? So I think it's patience with these new technologies and, you know, making a stand about, sure, let's explore this technology, but let's, you know, how about this, this aspect of it that can be harmful, right? The users might not see the damage it's causing. It might be just in a little packet that seems harmless, right? That you can recycle or whatnot. But what went into that little packet? And there, I just, I just wish that these solutions don't take us farther away from, uh, from the natural world that we belong in. For me, I want to see community gardens here. And, yes. you know, that would be great. And yeah. then yeah, it would be cool to see a mix, you know. And then we could have, like, workshops, <laughs> talk about hydroponics. We could talk about planting basil or planting whatever. You know, parang ganun. That, that would be a nice... Because here where we are, I don't know about where in Bacolod, like, there's, like, little pockets of parks. I mean, I see plants. You know how you see in EDSA? Do you guys remember in EDSA? They have, like... Yes! They have, oh like, these plants. Random plants. Brand, but they're all the same. <laughs> but we have some... It's a start. I mean, Ed, I'm not even going to get into EDSA, but at least in the neighborhoods, how we should look into that? We can take a walk around and ask. Maybe we can... We should get in more involved in, I don't know, whether it's hydroponics or not. Parang, can you imagine if more people just went into community farming and, you know, here? Like, maybe that would change people's minds a bit about... Yeah, I think so. And it will take some some coordination for sure with like the barangay officials. There are like free areas, free public spaces that we can try to cultivate for, for the farms. Yeah, I think that's one of the things then that Ura wanted to do, whether it's, you know, hydroponics or not. Um, those small community farms that that would probably not just grow food for the communities but also gather everyone and contribute to something that's beyond themselves that's communal right yeah that's another thing pala ora if you're listening please push through with your community garden project with um with the the elderly community um let Rosella and I know we, if any way we can, or even come Tanum Tuesdays, how we can support. I, th- I think what we are all discussing here is really awareness. And I think for me, in the urban areas most especially, I think that's a great thing to have, a community farm, community garden, just to get people rooted in, or to not forget our roots. <laughs> um, I love puns, or I love these like, you know, metaphors, but... Baka that's something we can do on our end. What about in Bacola? Do you have a lot of those, like a community, I don't know, that's open to the public or a garden or a farm? I don't know. Uh, hmm. No, not at the moment, I don't think. There is like a community in, or it's a non-profit organization working with, um, I think, the deaf community. And they have, I know they have uh, an aquaponics setup where they have the tilapia uh, under the, the plants or the, under the bed of the, where the plants grow. Okay. If you have that info or the name of the group, can you send it to me then? Sure. I'm all, I'm all, it's also something I'm into helping the deaf community too. So I think to our listeners, maybe um, that would be another challenge for our Katanumers then to, you know, just really just look around and see if you have any community gardens or community farms or even 
to another level, maybe inquire with your barangay um, to see if there are any things, any community gardens or initiatives with your LGU. Um, and let us know. Let us know. We'd love to know. And let's see if we can make a map. I don't know. There's something to start. Because I, it, I, if anything, whether you're a proponent of hydroponics or you love planting or you don't love planting, I think we're all just, we just want a better life. And I think we can all work together on that. Thank you so much to G and Ura for this yes, interview. Thank you, G and Ura. And for the workshop, the free workshop that they did. And, you know, this is all part of an ongoing conversation. And it's good to see how everything's linked, how everything's interconnected, how the small things can go snowball into the big things. Um, and this is just one small thing that we're doing right now to spark all these conversations around it. And so thank you again, and we hope to see you in the next episode. From Manila, this is Albert. This is Rosal. Keep growing. And from Bacolod, it's Joanne. And Chinkin. Keep planting. Intro music is Siesta by Jazar 